The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlay to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, January 19th, currently 11.03 on the East Coast, here to break down the Thursday schedule in the association. And joining me here on Thursdays, as usual, I got my guy, Delonte Smith, with me. Delonte, what's going on, my man? What's up, man? Doing good. Uh Doing pretty well in the NBA right now. It's probably the only thing I'm doing well in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to breaking out a few of these games. And I uh, wish we had a, a little more intriguing matchups. But, hey, it is what it is. Still some money to be made. Yeah, we've got some clunkers here today. But we got a really good matchup here tonight. A uh, rematch of the NBA Finals. I know mm-hmm. these two teams already matched up earlier uh, in San Francisco, in the Bay Area. Uh, I think. The Warriors did win that game, I believe. But now yep. uh, Celtics, yeah, looking to avenge that loss on their home floor. We'll get into that game. We just have an early start today. We have a 3 o'clock Eastern start in over in uh, Paris, France, between the Pistons and the Bulls here today. So a little early NBA action Yep. Uh, on the schedule today. But uh, we'll recap some stuff that we saw from yesterday. Uh, and then we'll dig into the card as usual here on Thursday. But, uh, Dante, let's start with yesterday. Um, what kind of stuck out to you yesterday as far as the games uh, in the association? Um, well, the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, Memphis game was really good. Um, yeah. And they uh, they pulled it away uh, without, um, you know, without Donovan Mitchell. Uh, mm-hmm. Memphis was able to get the win. So Memphis is still rolling. I thought that was a very uh, high-level game. Even with missing Mitchell, I thought Cleveland did a lot of things uh, well. Uh, they were able to withstand some of those runs that Memphis goes on, uh, and they just punched back. Like uh, I like, I like the fight that I saw in Cleveland. Uh, I still think they're missing like a wing player. I don't think mm-hmm. they can be able to like really be contenders in the East until they get, you know, a wing guy. I would say like somebody like Siakam or just just yeah. a wing guy who's able to help out with um, some of the scoring duty, so it all's not you know placed on uh, Mitchell and Garland. But um, mm-hmm. those. That game was really good. Um, the Thunder are still rolling. Uh, one of the better teams to watch, of course. And um, they're almost at 500. I think. I don't know if that win put them at 500. I think they are maybe like a game below. Yeah, they're one game below. They're at 20. Yeah, so, man, they're playing extremely well. All those young guys are meshing good together. They love playing together. I've seen the, uh, seen the SGA post of, um, of Giddy. Uh, yeah, on his Instagram. Yeah, man. So that's a real exciting team. I'm not sure if the front office is happy about how well they're playing. Uh, it's kind of like a mixed bag of emotions. I don't know if they're happy they're winning or sad they're winning. Uh, I would have to uh, look up some some stuff about that. But um, other than that, man, uh, not really much else. Um, Atlanta uh, played well, really well in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, no, not much, man. Not much at all. Yeah, Atlanta now, what, they've won four games in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go into Dallas yesterday. They get the victory there, 130-122, led by DeJounte Murray, who had a great game for the Atlanta Hawks. 
We talked about that. I know Scott and uh, Terrell talked about this yesterday that all the money and all the at least the over prop bets were going to be on Trey Young and uh, Luca last night just because of what happened with the trade and all that hoopla. But I know they also mentioned uh, uh, DeJounte Murray would be a great pivot and they were spot on about it. I mean, Murray last night, 30 points, mm-hmm. 12 of 18 from the floor. He was four of six from a three point land, chipped in with seven rebounds as well. Um, Luca. Wasn't quite a Luka night, even though he did score 30 points last night for the yep. Dallas Mavericks. But he did have seven turnovers in that game. Um, shot only nine of 19 from the floor. Uh, Christian Wood chipped in with 22 points, nine rebounds. And as well as Spencer did, we had 20 points. Uh, Reggie Bullock actually had a good game last night off the bench. Uh, he was uh, seven of 11 from the floor, four of seven from three-point line. Finished up the game with 18 points. But... Just wasn't enough, um, but uh, yeah, a big victory for the Atlanta Hawks as they now have won four games in a row. Um, I think the other kind of bigger news I may find on the radar, something we may need to keep an eye on going into this weekend here, um, starting from you know tomorrow, I think, is that Sacramento is dealing with a little bug um, in their locker room. I know Sabonis and uh, Del Vadova were ruled out, I think, a couple hours before the game. Oh, I seen that number take off. I, I don't know. I thought it was just yeah. because LeBron maybe got ruled in, but I didn't know about Sabonis. And, um... Yeah. So those that he was ruled out. Um, and then the Lakers flipped to a favorite, but it still was enough. It wasn't enough for the Lakers without Sabonis. Um, not being there, uh, it still propelled the Kings to a victory. It really led by the starters, man. All five starters were in uh, double figures last night, led by uh, De'Aaron Fox, who finished up with 31 points in that game. Uh, Keegan Murray had a double-double last night, 10 points, 10 rebounds. And also, Rashawn Holmes got the start in place of Sabonis last night. He finished up the game with 16 points and 11 rebounds last night. So, uh, Sacramento, man, another team that's been playing well. They're now 25 and 18. Um, they're in that playoff picture in the Western Conference. And as currently stands, uh, right now, Memphis and Denver sitting at number one in the Western Conference here, Delonte. And then Sacramento currently sitting surprisingly in that third seed, my man. I think they've that's been crazy. one of the more pleasant surprises this season. Yeah, I got them. I got them on a win total over. Uh, I uh, yeah, definitely, di- definitely didn't uh, expect them to play like this, but hey, I'll take it. Um, yeah, I, I like. Uh, I like what uh, Mike Brown's doing uh, with the team uh, when they all are on the on the floor and and healthy. I think they can they can do a little bit. They still got a lot of work to do defensively, um, and I think it'll it'll get there with time. Mike Brown being a defensive coach, but offensively, I think they're like the top five offense uh, as far as efficiency wise um, in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know we pivot back to what you're saying about Luca. Uh, Dejounte did a good job on Luca last night. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't. He wasn't guarding him, of course, the whole game. But in the spurts that he was able to guard him, he was picking him up uh, like off the inbound. He was in his face, yeah. making him work and turn all the way up the court. They might have tired him. I, I haven't seen many guys do that to Luca at all. Uh, like pick him up all 94 feet. Um, and I think that length of Atlanta had a lot to do with uh with some of the struggles that Luca had because they got like six ten, six eleven guys all across the board that can switch around, uh play him, uh they can blitz him, they can play drop, they can and then DeJounte is a good defender. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. Another team that's playing good in that same division, uh Miami. Miami's playing really well. They uh they put up hundred and twenty points uh last night. I think it's the first time they did that since December thirty first. Um, yeah. They're not a high-scoring offense, but this is maybe like the first time in a while that they've had their starting five and hero 
um, available. Uh, so yep. Lowry was there, Butler was there, Bam was there. Um, so I think that like, moving forward, those two teams, the Heat and the um, the Heat and the Hawks, mm-hmm. they're probably going to be uh, on my on my bet on list um, simply because if they're healthy, uh, they're going to be a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams. Yeah, Miami's now won four of the last five games, yeah. and, and I think the saying really goes is that the best thing you can be do for your team is just be available. And now they have players that are available and healthy, and and um, not on the injury report. I know we've talked a lot about throughout this season how much of a struggle it was for us to kind of just go through the injury report for the uh, Miami Heat. But like you mentioned last night against the Pelicans, they did have Jimmy Butler in that game. They did have Tyler Hero in that game. They did have Kyle Lowry in that game. Bam. Uh, is is playing well as well for the Miami Heat. So Caleb Martin, or is it Caleb or Cody Martin? Is it? I think, I think it's. it's I think it's Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, it's yeah, Caleb it's Martin. Caleb. Um, so they had their starting five, like you mentioned. And they all played well last night. For the five guys, were in double figures. Um, only player that wasn't was Kyle Lowry, but you really don't need him to be a scoring guy when you do have Tyler Hero, Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler, and Bam out there for you. Um, so yeah, hopefully they're obviously healthy. They now won four of the last five games. They're currently sitting at twenty-five and twenty-one in that sixth spot in the Eastern Conference right now. So uh, yeah, hopefully if you're a Miami Heat fan, uh, uh, Heat fan, uh, hopefully they can continue winning and uh, more importantly, staying healthy, uh, trying to accumulate more wins to stay within that top six in the Eastern Conference, where they're not in that playoff bracket or sorry, play in tournament bracket there, which currently. Uh, uh, has New York Knicks, the Atlanta Hawks, the Indiana Pacers, and the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Uh, anything else from last night, Delonte? Before we get into the picks, uh, no, I think that's I think that's about it. Um, uh, that's I think we hit it hit it all. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into the games here for tonight, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor. That's going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now over at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limit the state availability. Availability, And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. So head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Hundred. All right, Vlante, but we got about five games on the schedule here tonight in the association. So let's just dive right into it, my man. The first game on the schedule is going to be an early start, like I mentioned at the top of the show, three o'clock Eastern. This game is going to be actually in Paris, France. Uh, it's going to be between the Chicago Bulls and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, this line opened up in favor in favor of the Chicago Bulls as a six point favorite. That now that line is now up to seven. Starting to see some seven and a halves pop up as well. Total opened up at 235. Uh, that number is now up to 236, uh, 236 and a half. Do see one 237 out there. So the line is moving towards the Chicago Bulls, and the uh, total is on the rise here um, in this game in Paris, France. Um, looking at the injury report, let's start there here, Delonte. Uh, for the Chicago Bulls, pretty clean injury report. We know Lonzo Ball and Javante Green are going to be missing time 
for the Chicago Bulls. For the Detroit Pistons, guys that are officially out, Marvin Bagley, uh, we know Kate Cunningham has been gone for the season, and also uh, that is it. So questionable tags for today for the Detroit Pistons. Jalen Duran, Corey Joseph, and Nerlens Noel are all questionable here tonight. They're dealing with either an ankle injury or knee injury or foot injury. And then Hamadou Diallo is uh, probable here today for the Detroit Pistons. He has right calf soreness. Um, Dante, these two teams did match up earlier this season, I uh, believe in Chicago back on uh, December 30th, where the Bulls did get the victory there, 132-118. Did cover the spread. That was a huge game for Zach Levine uh, for the Chicago Bulls. He finished that game with 43 points. But they're now heading over in France right now to play this game. That's kind of the expansion in uh, international waters. But what are you thinking about this game? Let's call it minus six and a half in favor of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, um, I like the Bulls. Uh Pretty, I like the Bulls pretty much in this game. Um, I lay six uh, last night. I still would lay six and a half, seven. I think it should probably be around like eight and a half, nine. Uh, just because the Pistons are banged up right now. Um, a lot of those bigs that they have are just, it's just going to be a recipe for disaster um, that they're out. Vucevic going to terrorize uh, the inside. Yeah. Uh, Levine has been playing extremely well without uh, DeMar, although as a team, they are one and two without DeMar. And DeMar's back tonight. Uh, oh, it's yeah, today, he's playing. Right? Yeah. yeah, so I think that's just as more um, more fuel to the fire. Uh, the seven and three ATS, the last 10, they've covered three of the last five. Um, they've been playing extremely well. Both teams have been in Paris since Monday, so they got equal you know, rest. There's no travel advantage or anything like that. And on the downside, um, Detroit is not playing well, uh, three and seven ATS the last 10. Um, both teams have been playing, you know, kind of faster pace. I'm not sure if DeMar is the cause of Chicago playing at a slower pace. I mean, at a faster pace or what, but mm-hmm. it's just something I've been watching, uh, with Chicago who have been playing a lot. Well, Caruso was in the starting lineup. Um, he was doing a lot more facilitating. Uh, I noticed that when they took him off the ball and had, uh, IO, uh, at the uh-huh. two, it was a lot. They were a lot more effective. So um, just something to look at. I was looking at some Caruso props, like rebounds and assists, uh, also. But other than that, man, I would just lay the points with the Bulls. I don't. I don't have much. Um, I don't have much on the game at all. But I, I would be playing the uh, the Bulls for sure. Yeah, it seems like it should just be a smash spot for the Chicago Bulls here. Um, again, like you mentioned, the injuries that they're really compromised both at the guard, but more importantly at the. Um, center position that Nikola Vucevic has had success against the Chicago Bulls team. So, and again, I think saw a note that Billy Donovan also said that he wants to get Vucevic more involved, (laughs) excuse me, in the offense. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe that starts today here in uh, France uh, between these two teams. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just Chicago is just the better team right now. Right. I know they have struggled against the, uh, against the, the weaker competition, it's kind of contrary to what was happening last season between these two or sorry with the Chicago Bulls where they were beating teams that were below 500 and this season it's complete opposite where they're kind of playing down to the competition and they're playing great against teams that are um, with records at least above 500. So I think that Bulls should get whatever they want on offense here. Um, We've talked about how bad the Pistons defense has been and it hasn't improved at all over the last 10 games. Their defensive rating is now down to, let me see here. I think they were number 29 the last time I checked. Here. It should be around that same mark. It should be. Yeah. Around that same mark. Uh, let's see here. Last 10 games. Yeah. Detroit is start. 
uh, 27. So they're still down their bottom four. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They have a net rating of minus uh, 7.9. So um, yeah, I like, I like the bulls here. Uh, I'm not sure I will be betting it, but again, like we said, we, since we pick every game, I will uh, take the bulls here minus the seven Uh, thoughts on the total here. So I'll tell you this number opened up at 235. It's up to around 236 and a half right now. Uh, Yeah. I would just lean over. I'm not familiar with the, um, with the arena they're playing in. Um, so I didn't do a lot of work. I mean, I didn't do a lot of work on this, uh, on this game anyway, because I didn't think it was, it was worthy of that much, but um, so I'm not sure like how to, um, how the gym is set up and, and all stuff like that. But the way both teams have been trending, both teams have been playing over three of the last five for both teams that went over. Um, being that they don't have a lot of the bigs, uh, Detroit has been running a lot more uh, because they don't have Duran, Bagley, and some of those guys, you know, that slow that slow up the pace. So, yeah, uh, yeah I would I would play the over. Um, I just don't see how Chicago maybe Chicago team total over would be a better. Yeah, that's play. what I was going to mention. As yeah, well. maybe that would be. I didn't mean to take it thunder. I just, no, you did. It's just a thought that yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just play the over if I had to play it. But I'll just be on the bull side. Yeah, I mean, I look, that number is at 121 and a half right now for a reason for the Chicago Bulls team mm-hmm. total. And in everything that you mentioned there, Delonte, that they're really compromised at that center position. So we know DeMar DeRozan, king of the mid-range, he can knock down shots without any, uh, you know, help or, or, or guys coming over to mm-hmm. um, double team him. And, you know, we know Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, all those guys can get to the basket at will. So without rim protection... You know, guys like the big three, Vucevic, DeRozan, mm-hmm. and Levine should have easy times getting baskets, um, easy baskets, I should say, around the rim here without that rim protection. Um, Chicago has struggled a little bit this season uh, defending the three-point line, so I think that if 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 the Detroit Pistons want to stay within this number of seven right now, they're going to have to be able to knock down their three-point shots here. So if it's whether it's Bogdanovich, whether it's Sadiq Bey, whether it's uh, Jaden Ivey, I think they should have some success from beyond the three-point line. But, yeah, I like the over in this game. I know it's a big number, 236.5, but also mm-hmm. I think my more favorite play would be the Chicago Bulls team total to go over. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, they scored, what, 132 in the earlier matchup this season in Chicago. But, again, like you mentioned, with the – we don't know what the, the the gym looks like or what the – you know, it, sometimes it takes a while for the teams to kind of get accustomed yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. I know they've been uh, there for a while, but I feel like typically when we see these type of games in international waters that they want it to be high scoring, a lot of yeah, offense, yeah, a lot of, of shot making and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, uh, we'll go with the over on the bulls team total mm-hmm. player props. Delante, what do you like? Uh, man, first of all, let me, I, I didn't even say, let me apologize to the people of Paris for, for giving them this game. This is not how, you know, the <laughs> NBA works uh, for, for one, man, that's, that's gotta be brutal. I mean, I know they're probably jacked up, you know, just to have the NBA over there, but we could have gave them a better game, man. We could have gave them a, a better game, at least some excitement. Yeah, they, you know? they get DeMar DeRozan, Zach I Levine mean, out there. Yeah. It's not too bad. Yeah, but man, they, they deserve <laughs> a little bit better than this. But, uh, as far as props was, uh, I like killing Hayes points and assists. Yeah. Um, Killian Hayes actually grew up four hours away from Pierce. Uh, and I don't know if I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but Chalette, I think, is the name of the place that he grew up in. Um, so I think he's gonna have a lot of family friends there. So I look for him to have a good game. It's at 21 and a half, his points and assists. He's yeah. been over, he's went over this number six of the last nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like, uh, you know, Bogdanovich. He was speaking on Bogdanovich threes. If they're gonna have to compete, if they want to compete, they're gonna have to shoot a lot of threes. Yeah, I think Bodanovich uh, over threes made um, is a good look. And on the Bulls, we already discussed it pretty much. Is Vucevic points and rebounds uh, with the lack of big men that Detroit has? 
Um, I think that he can go over uh, points. I see the people in the chat were talking about uh, PRA, but uh, I, li- I like the I like the points and rebounds a lot better. It's at thirty and a half. Um, he's went over in six of the last eight, so uh, I think he will dominate on the glass and inside um, against Detroit. So, yeah, uh, LG pointing out, are you liking uh, Vucevic's PRA to go over thirty three and a half? Colby as well asking about Vucevic. I don't hate it. We talked about it, right? The the centers for the um, Detroit Pistons are a little bit compromised here, right? They, they're going to be out with injuries, a lot of questionable tags there. Let me take a look at what Nikola Vucevic has done against this Pistons team uh, dating back uh, for a couple games, at least as a, as a member of the Chicago Bulls since he got traded from Orlando. Uh, the points have been there. He scored 22-21 and 19 over the last three games. The rebounds haven't quite been there over the last three games, but if you want to go back even further to the 2021-2022 season, he had rebounding games of 16, 15, and 19. So, um, and again, like I mentioned, Billy Donovan did say that he wants to get Vucevic involved a little more on the offensive side. So um, I would probably look at his points and and rebounds uh, Mm -hmm. to go over if you just want to go with points. I think I saw that 19 and a half earlier. Let me double check. It's actually at 18 and a half, so I don't hate that yeah. for Vucevic to go over 18 and a half points here tonight. Um, I, and I also agree 100% about you, uh, with you, Delante, about uh, Killian Hayes' points and assists to go over at 21 and a half. I got mm-hmm. it at 20 and a half last night. Yeah, um, good look. Good. Yeah, I think that, you know, like you mentioned, he's gone over this number. I think it's six out of the last nine, I think seven out of the last 10 as well uh, for the Detroit Pistons. So expect him to have a big game here, uh, being back. Uh, where he did grow up um, in uh, near the the Paris, France area. Uh, Anything else for this game, Delante, before we move on? Nope, I think we hit it all. All right. Uh, Let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the game of the night, the NBA Finals rematch between the Golden State Warriors in Boston here tonight. Uh, This line opened up in favor of the uh, Boston Celtics at home, minus five. That number's now all the way out to minus six and a half. Total opened up at 236. That number's now up to 239 and a half. Due to, it's hard to see 240s pop up, mostly consensus. So money coming in on the over. Uh, like I mentioned, these two teams did match up earlier this season in uh, San Francisco, where the Warriors did take care of business there in that game. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the score from that game. Uh, it was uh, oh well. Dang, I thought I had it. I don't. Yeah, one oh. Yeah, one oh. One sorry, one twenty three, one oh seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, in favor of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I think that was a game that they didn't have. Actually, no. Uh, everybody played. Rob uh, Williams and Al didn't play. Yeah, they uh, the uh, the Celtics didn't have Robert Williams mm-hmm. and uh, Al Horford, like you mentioned mm-hmm. there, but. I think that was a game where the Gold Sea Warriors were underdogs as well, but they defended their home court like they have all season. But it's been a different story for the Golden State Warriors on the road this season, Delonte, where they currently are, uh, let's see here, 5-16 and 16 against the spread on mm-hmm. the road. Uh, they're 3-8 and eight as underdogs, but they have been, I will say this, we'll get to the total in a minute after we handicap the side here. Uh, I'll give those stats out when we get to the total, but... Uh, what are you thinking about this game here, uh, Delonte? Minus six and a half for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, um, honestly, I'm kind of like both. Like I can make cases for both sides. Uh, like my contrarian in me is saying to take Golden State because I think the numbers are going to keep rising. I know um, it's been talks that Jalen's going to be back. Um, 
They said yeah. he was uh, he was trending towards playing. Um, he had 31 in that last matchup, and Tatum struggled. He had 16. Um, in that matchup, Golden State just dominated Boston, and I'm not used to seeing Boston get dominated. They got dominated on the glass, uh, 60, 53 to 39 on the glass, and mm-hmm. um, they let Golden State's big three, which is well, Poole, Clay, and Steph, they scored uh, 86 of the points. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen again. Steph has looked good. I think we were all on me, you, and Real were also on him uh, on MLK Day when they played uh, the Wizards. Yeah. He said he was going to come out and be focused, and he he was locked in. And I think he's going to be locked in for this game. But I also think that the way Boston's been playing, four and one ATS the last five, uh, thirteen uh, thirteen and uh, nine at home ATS at home. Uh, they're returning home from a three game road trip. I think they're going to be jacked up for this game, but the number seems just a, a little too big. I would like it to be more around like four, four and a half. Yeah. Um, so I won't be playing the side uh, in this one, but I would, if I had to, I would just lean towards Boston with the revenge, thinking that they really got dominated in that game, uh, like out physical. And that's something that you don't say about Boston's team being that they play so physical and going to say it's more of a fitness team. Um, and, you know, Boston is. Even without even without Jalen, um, I think they're able to withstand some of those things that Golden State does well. Uh, Golden State doesn't defend the rim well. Tatum, uh, Smart, and some of those guys are going to have big games. Rob Williams wasn't there the last game to affect some of those shots at the rim and help out on the rebounding. He'll be there. Horford will be there to help out um, with the same uh, intensity. So yeah, I'm leaning towards uh, Boston. Uh, I, I wouldn't play. I didn't play it, uh, but if I had to, I would just play Boston. Yeah, I mean, I I really want to play the Warriors here tonight um, in this game, but like I mean, like we talked about, it's like if there is the biggest motivation spot, at least for a regular season game for the Boston Celtics, it's tonight, right? Like where you're welcoming the team into your building that beat you in the NBA Finals, they spanked you in the earlier uh, regular season matchup in their building. And now you're looking for some revenge here for the uh, for for your team defending your home floor. And look, we've talked about it this season, right? The Warriors have been a great team at home. There's no question about that. They've been one of the best, but they've also at the same time been one of the worst road teams this season. I know they got the victory against the uh, sorry the Wizards back on Monday, uh, but that was we talked about it, it was a big get-up spot for Golden State Warriors after losing that previous game on the road. And it was a telling sign, right? It was a back-to-back night where usually you see guys like Steph Curry sit, maybe even Draymond sit sometimes if Steph Curry's not playing. Uh, we know that Clay does sit on back-to-backs because of the you know the knee injury that he is coming back with, and it's it's been a theme for them to sit Clay. But I think it was a telling sign that, like we talked about on Monday, that Steph Curry played in that game. And then like you mentioned, me, you, and Real were all on on Steph Curry's uh, player props. I think he's finished that game with, I believe, 41 points yep. uh, for the Golden State Warriors, and they got the victory there. So they've had a couple days off here um, going into Boston here tonight. If you could put a gun to my head, I, I would go with Boston here tonight. Again, the, 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 the wing defenders um, – are a little compromised here for the Golden State Warriors. They only do have Andrew Wiggins out there. Jonathan Kaminga is out. Andre Godala is out uh, for this game. Uh, I think Michael Green is out for this game as well. So 
Guys that usually can play defense, at least try to stay in front of guys like Tatum and Brown. They are not going to be playing in this game here tonight. So um, I'll, I'll go with the Golden. Sorry, I'll go with the Boston Celtics in this game. I think that they 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 can you know get the job done with their by eight or nine points here tonight. I think they can do enough to cover the number. Mm-hmm. Uh, total has been on the rise here, Delante. Like I mentioned, it opened up at two thirty six. Now I'm seeing all the way out to two forty in this game. What are you thinking about the total, man? I no, I usually don't play totals over that. I mean, but I think you you have to like Golden yeah. State. Uh, Golden State on the road has been horrible, um, overwhelming. They, yeah, like they they've gave up maybe like a hundred. Uh, what do I have? One hundred and fifteen plus points in four of the last five games, and these are against offenses who are not as potent as the Celtics. The Celtics have number one offense in in the NBA. Uh, they're efficient. They're effective in all spots. Um, even I mean, with or without Jalen, I'm assuming that Jalen will play, which is why the everything has been creeping up to the to the Boston side. Um, so maybe if it gets up a little bit too high, uh, maybe you just have to sit back and just take the Warriors and hope for you know a, a three point barrage by them. Um, but I think that uh, total wise, I would just lean to the over. I, I I don't have enough guts to play the under, but um, I would just lean over. Yeah, look, Golden State on the road this season, 16-4-1 towards the over in their road games. They're 8-3 as road underdogs, mm-hmm. um, and then 8-1-1 one one as road favorites. But again, they are underdogs here tonight where they are 8-3. And, and, you know, Terrell's talked about this uh, over the past several weeks in non-conference games as well, where a lot of these games are going oh, yeah, over yeah, uh, over the totals. Um, trying to pull it up for both of these teams. I don't think it was overwhelming, at least for these two teams, but let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, so... Non-conference game so far this season. Golden State is 13 and 9 towards the over 59.1%. Boston's hovering at 9 and 9 at 50%. But again, you take a look at the stats as well. Both of these teams are, I think, the two best teams as far as three-point shooting goes and makes per game. Golden State number one, 16.3. Boston number two at 15.6. Also top 10 at three-point uh percentage. Golden State number five, Boston number eight, and they're number one and number two in attempts as well. So I think that we'll see the three ball flying here tonight mm-hmm. uh, between these two teams in the rematch. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the over. I know it's a big number, but I think it's a big number for a reason. Yeah. Um, player, yeah. Player props in this game. What do you got, uh, Delonte? Uh, man, honestly, uh, I don't have much. I just I don't know how this game is. It, it can go so many ways that I don't I don't really have a feel for who can get what. The only thing that I'm kind of uh, certain on, and I'm trying to get a better number, is the Jason Tatum double double. Um, it's usually like right around like plus one one thirty one forty somewhat in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was speaking on earlier, uh, they're they got beat up on the glass. I'm I'm pretty sure Missoula has been pounding that into their heads about how they got dominated on the glass and how they were out physical. So I think they're going to hit the glass hard tonight. Um, and a part of that is going to be Tatum. Uh, he's going to be doing a lot of posting up, um, whichever defender they have on him. Uh, another thing that kind of sways me um, away from uh, just like playing Boston is the Golden State starters. They're outscoring the opponents by almost 20 points per possession, per 100 possessions. And I mean that's just that's just goes to show you how great that lineup is when they're mm-hmm. all healthy and, and you know playing well. Um, but as far as the props, that's all I got is Jason Tatum. Uh, I see somebody was talking about Clay. Clay does play well uh, against Boston. I think he had thirty four uh, the last matchup. So I don't I don't hate that at all. Uh, but the only one that I play for certain is going to be the Jason Jason Tatum double double. 
Yeah, I feel like this is going to be the game where just stars are going to be shining in this game, right? Whether it's the Splash Brothers uh, or then it's like Jason Tatum. And if Jalen Brown plays here tonight, um, yeah, Clay Thompson has had success in, in against the against the Boston Celtics. And like you mentioned, um, that game earlier this season uh, in San Francisco, uh, Clay Thompson dropped 34 points in that game. He was four of 11 from three point land. So uh, and he's had a couple of days off as well. Right. He hasn't yep. played, I believe, since uh, since Sunday. So uh, maybe look at some Clay Thompson props. I like Steph Curry in this game as well. Um, I think that they're going to have a hard time defending him. And as good of, I guess, defenders, we can say that the Celtics do have. I, Steph Curry is just a different animal, right? That game earlier this yep. season, he dropped 32 points in about 37 minutes. He was 6 of 11 from three-point line. And like I mentioned, both these teams, they, they like firing the three ball. We know early in the season where Boston was just hitting him at an alarming rate. Same thing, Golden State, they'll fire up three-point shots with guys like Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins. All those guys can knock down the three-point shots here. So uh, I'll look at Steph Curry to go over. I believe the best number you can get is 26.5. Definitely shop around for it. But I think consensus right now is 27.5. Yeah, Steph I don't Curry. hate that. I, I don't hate that at all. I would look at, what is his threes like four? I'm pretty sure it'll be four and a half. Let me see here. Yeah, I, I would take I would take that as well if I if I was playing. And I seen somebody saying about drop coverage. Let's pray to God they don't play drop coverage on two of the best shooters in the NBA history. <laughs> uh, Steph Curry's at four and a half at plus one fifteen, and Clay is at three and a half at minus one forty. Uh, give me Steph. Yeah, that's I'll add that Steph. Oh, that's plus money for four and a half threes. Yeah, plus one fifteen. Oh yeah, give, yeah, give me that. Steph, he, he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be firing it up. He's gonna be firing it up. Uh, I'm trying to see. Let me look at his. Um, what do you think about Jordan Poole? Two and a half at plus one fifty-five. Man, I'm not a Jordan Poole fan, so I usually <laughs> if, I, if, if I if I play if I play him, I play him under. I mean, I'm not, I don't I don't like it's nothing against him personally, but I just think it's just like I don't know. I think he's like a little bit overrated. And it's more of a system thing than anything. But um, what's his number again? Jordan Poole. Yeah, mm-hmm. two and a half at plus one fifty five. Oh, threes. Yeah, threes. Yeah, I mean, if we like to to your handicap as far as um liking the over. I mean, I like the over too. I'm just not gonna play it. Um, but I just um if it's gonna be a lot of points, I mean, they gotta be shooting a lot of threes. They're the number one yeah. shooting. I mean, they're the number one three point rate team uh in the NBA for a reason. So um, I, I would I would lean. I guess I would lean over for the threes. Uh, what is this points? What is this points like twenty three? Uh, Jordan Poole is at, let's see. Oh, you must have seen the same thing I just seen. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, where is Jordan Poole? 20 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I ain't going to take him under, but uh, I would take his threes before I take his points. All right. Uh, Terrell chiming in. Uh, let's go back to his, uh, he, he wanted to chime in for Killian Hayes' homecoming. Yeah. He's got Killian Hayes three plus threes at plus three ten, and as to no one's shock, he's gone the Warriors money line here oh, yeah, tonight. Yeah. Also on the over, and his handicap is uh, Terrell saying Golden State. Uh, understand they are trash on the road, or the public knows they are trash on the road, but they keep this one close in the building. They have confidence, and yeah, I, I think I can. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, I think um, Tatum's going to destroy uh, Wiggins today if they put him on. I think he's going to destroy. Tatum didn't play well uh, against against him. He had 16. I think he was even in the finals, uh, right? Yeah, even in the finals, he didn't he didn't do well. He 
well, Wiggins got the best of them, but it wasn't just it wasn't just Wiggins. They were playing somewhat of you know some junk defense to some zone to to baby to uh, like put him in a in a space where he couldn't really move and get to that free throw line extended and post up. You know, he likes to post up at the free throw line extended yeah. and hit the fadeaway. They were taking that away from him. But yeah. um I think uh yeah I, I I think Tatum destroys him tonight. I, I now that I'm thinking about it, I, give me Tatum points over. Yeah, That's I think little. Tatum has to have a I think he was at 32 and a half here tonight. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, he, 32 and a half. He got a 40-point game in him. I think he got a 40-point game in him. All right. Um, yeah, this total is on the move now, man. I'm starting to see 241 starting yeah, to pop up. Yeah, real real popped it already. That's why. Yeah, I think I'm going to jump on this here real quick before we go. I'm going to take the first half over here. Get uh, first quarter game. over. Uh, both first of these teams. Yeah, both, both yeah. of these teams come out. They get a quick start. Um I would play Boston in the first quarter also. Um Boston one yeah, of the better that's a good look. one of the better first quarter teams uh, in the NBA along with uh Boston, especially at home. Um they haven't played at home um in maybe like a week or so. Even though they've they've only they've only played three row games, but two of them were both in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So uh their their fans are gonna be jacked up for this game. It's a primetime game. So yeah. Yeah, I like that first quarter. Uh, give me Boston Celtics first quarter. Uh, let me get a number for you. Uh, I don't know if you had something else you wanted to add while I look for this number. Um, I can look up. Let me look up the because uh, I feel like Boston hasn't been very good in the first quarter of the last ten games at home. Uh, two and a half at plus money. So yeah, I'll take that. Two and okay. a half Boston plus money. Uh, the total is. I see a 60 and a half. I yeah. see a 61. I see a 61 and a half. So make sure you just shop around to get that 60 and a half. Boston at home of their last ten games are one seven and two against a number in the first quarter. Ooh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, let's right. see. Uh, still riding Golden, with all right, Golden State five and five for the last ten games on the road uh, in the first quarter. All right. Uh, anything else for this game here? No, I think we pretty much hit it all. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. Maybe not a lot for this game because we don't know who's going to be playing in this game. But we got the Toronto Raptors in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves here tonight. Uh, Looking at the opening line for this game, the Toronto Raptors open up as a two-point favorite. The number's been bet all the way up to minus five now. Currently, is what I'm seeing. Total open up at 228. Number's at 231.5. Currently sitting at 231.5 over on win bet. Uh, Looking at the injury report for the Toronto Raptors, they are pretty much healthy. Everybody is a go in this game. Um, Minnesota, we don't know who is going to be playing in this game. Again, they get that extra time because they did play last night in Denver. Um, I know Rudy Gobert was ruled out for that game. Um, maybe he goes here tonight. And then I know we saw also guys like Anthony Edwards, Torian Prince also all be questionable last night, but they did end up playing in that game against the Denver Nuggets. Um, Delonte, let's start with the side here. Currently seeing the Toronto Raptors as a five-point road favorite against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Man, I have no idea what to do in this game. Zero, I have zero, like zero conviction on this game at all. Um, I thought the Wolves played tough last night. They just in the fourth quarter they just collapsed. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you watch you watch any of that game. I did, and, and I was I was on the uh, Denver Nuggets first quarter. That that I think that one barely cashed for me. I also had them first half, but that one didn't get home either but there's something about this minnesota team man they they play tough against the denver nuggets um for whatever reason i think what i saw early on in that game where they were getting blocked shots and making things uh, uncomfortable 
for guys that were attacking the basket outside of Nikola Jokic was was kind of was a difference in that first half. And they kind of went on a scoring drought, did the Denver Nuggets from like two as soon as Jokic checked out in that first quarter to about like four minutes into that second quarter. I think they had only scored like four points in that first half, but they figured things out, I guess at halftime and in that fourth quarter, like you mentioned, and finally pulled away. But something about the Minnesota team that, that, that gives fits this Denver Nuggets team. Yeah. um, I thought they played, I thought they played extremely well. Like you were saying, Um, it's just that I don't know what they can do. Like they don't, in this matchup, like they don't match up well with what the Raptors want to do. The Raptors are going to spread you out. They don't have a conv- they don't have a um, you know a conventional big, um, so they play a lot of small ball. And at times, uh, I don't know if you've seen Toronto a lot with Scotty Barnes. Sometimes plays that small ball five, how Draymond plays it, and they just spread out and they just cut and shoot. That's all they do. And I mean, obviously they don't shoot the ball well, uh, but that's some of the things that they they have um, advantage in this game. And with the Wolves being banged up, I don't know who's going to play. You know, um, you mentioned it with the injuries. Um, uh, one thing that uh, that Minnesota does uh, need to clean up is the turnovers. They're turning the ball over 16% of the time, which is yeah. 27th um, in the NBA. And one thing that Toronto does extremely well is they turn people over. They're first in turnover defense. Um, they take care of the ball. They're first in turnover offense. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to lay points with the Raptors on the road. I also don't want to take points with the Wolves, even though they've been playing well for the rest of the for this whole month. Uh, six and three straight up, six, two and one um, on the or six and four straight up and six, two and one um, against the number this mm-hmm. month. So, yeah, uh, but with the injuries, I mean, we just don't we just don't know uh, if Anthony Edwards is out like, you know, all bits are off. I wouldn't touch the game at all. I'm not going to touch the game at all anyway. But if I had to, uh, I would just take the points with the Wolves. Yeah, again, with the injuries, we just don't know, right? Because they had, again, guys that were questionable that did get ruled in, but now being on a back-to-back situation here, um, Toronto, man, they're one and six as road favorites. I don't think I'm going to get behind that. Like, yeah, me either. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 as soon as you start trusting Toronto, they're going to let you down. I think that we've seen that story a lot of times with the Toronto Raptors. So um, I would lean right now with the Minnesota Timberwolves getting the points at home. They are six and three as home underdogs this season. I'd be kind of curious to see how they have performed after playing the Denver Nuggets um, over the course of like this season and last season, because again, they, they are, I believe, divisional um, divisional opponents. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, for Minnesota, I, I, I think Rudy Gobert should be able to go in this game. That gives him some rim protection. Um, he should have a big game rebounding the basketball, but I've been burned way too many times by Rudy Gobert early in the season. I put him on the hell no list. That's fine. They don't have they don't have any size. Like he, sh- I mean, you know, theoretically he should be able to dominate. I mean, Chris Boucher and uh, Precious is the only two guys, but he should, you know, he should be able to dominate. But it, I mean, again, it is Rudy Gobert we're talking about. Yeah, I feel like this might be a D-low game here tonight. If Fred Van Vliet's match up on him, you know, we know he doesn't play any defense. Um, I feel like I would probably pivot to D'Angelo Russell here tonight instead of Anthony Edwards if he does play here. Yeah, I don't but, that at all. Um, I know before the last two games, he had did have some success against his Raptors team. That was when he was with Brooklyn. But uh, one game with Minnesota, he did have 22 points. But again, not with a lot of information here on the injuries for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Not a lot that we can give out. But again, if you put a gun to my head, I would just take the points with the Minnesota Timberwolves at home. Um as far as the total here goes, Delonte, um, I'll throw this out there. Um, non-conference game, something, a theme that Terrell has started on the pod. 
Uh, Toronto nine and four towards the over in non-conference games, and Minnesota is nine and eight uh, towards the over in non-conference games in back-to-back situations this season. Minnesota uh, four and three towards the under, and they are also of uh, three. Yeah, sorry, yeah, three and four against the spread on back-to-back nights. So not a not a huge difference there. But you have any thoughts on the total? Uh, not really. Like both both teams have been playing uh, towards the over. Um, I agree with some of the things that you were just stating, but I mean, we just don't know the status of a lot of these Wolves players, which can ultimately dictate how this game is going to be played. Um, so I would, if I had to, I would just I would lean uh, to the over, um, but I, I won't be playing it. Yeah, I only see player props out for the Toronto Raptors here as mm-hmm. well. Um, again, nothing for Minnesota. Mitch pointing out, uh, what's up, Mitch? Um, Kyle Anderson assists have been cashing. Oh. Um, I think that's a good pivot as well um, for Kyle Anderson. Again, he's been he's been pretty good for them with all the injuries that they have been dealing with on this team. Man, I'm surprised we haven't seen any news about cat coming back wasn't it only supposed to be like a month or two or what is it a longer period uh, I, th- of time? I think maybe maybe he had a setback um in his rehab uh right. i'm not 100 percent sure on that but um i think when i read because i was thinking the same thing you would i thought he was supposed to be back like last week yeah um but i think i think he had like a a, a step back in his rehab okay yeah, it says carl anthony town's not close to returning so likely out of multitude okay all right uh anything else for this game delante uh, Scotty Barnes under a half threes made. He's went under six of the last eight. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes. He can't shoot. Uh, he's going to be in the post a lot. Uh, look at his points, rebounds, and assists also, but also under uh, a half made three. That's the only player prop I got. All right. All right. Let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Brooklyn Nets in Phoenix to take on the Suns. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, this number opened up in favor of the Brooklyn Nets minus one. That number has now moved to minus one and a half. Starting to see some minus two pop up as well for the Brooklyn Nets. Total did open up all the way up at 227. That number has been bet all the way down to 221 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, start here with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kyrie Irving is probable. He did miss that last game against the San Antonio Spurs with calf soreness, but he is officially probable here tonight against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, for the Suns, um, campaign is out. Landry Shamit out. Josh Okoge out. Uh, Devin Booker continues to be out as well. Cam Johnson should be making his return here tonight. He is officially listed as probable coming back with the right meniscus tear. And also Chris Paul did practice um, yesterday for this Phoenix Suns team. He's officially been upgraded to questionable here tonight for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Dante, let's start with the side here. Let's call it minus two and a half. Sorry, minus one right now for the Brooklyn Nets uh, in Phoenix here tonight. Yeah, Phoenix getting a little bit healthier with Cam Johnson back. Uh, still waiting on, of course, um, Devin Booker. And uh, like you said, I read that uh, Chris Paul, he he will be a go in this game. All, well, all signs are pointing to them, him being a go. Uh, so they're getting a little bit healthier, um, whereas uh, um, Brooklyn has been struggling without Kevin Durant, 0-3 straight up, and ATS without him. Um, and, of course, we mentioned Kyrie being out. He's, he'll be back, so I'm sure he'll be able to, uh, to put a little bit more offense than what they put together um, against San Antonio. Um, in that last meeting, so as far as side, I think I think I like Phoenix here. Uh, I think I like Phoenix with some of those guys being back in the lineup. Now I'm not sure 
uh, if there's going to be a restriction on Cam or uh, or CP3 as well. Um, so, but I think they'll just give them a jolt. Like all those guys are going back to the regular roles. Um, you know, Mike uh, Mikael Bridges, he, he's not going to be able to. Uh, or he's not going to be asked to score, you know, 20, 22 points a game. Uh, he's going to have some help defensively as well as Cam's a, a good defender. Um, they're going to have the point guard out there to to uh, orchestrate everything. So I like, even though some of the stats are horrible for Phoenix, I mean, obviously three and seven ATS mm-hmm. the last 10, um, yeah. they, they have struggled in, in closer games, two and eight in games decided by less than four points. Um, but, you know, they didn't have those guys in the lineup. So those numbers are kind of, you know, skewed. Um, but I think it's a good spot for Phoenix. Um, Brooklyn's coming in. Uh, a lot of their metrics are with KD, so I, I mean, I won't rattle them off because it's not indicative of what they are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that Phoenix, uh, with uh, DeAndre Ayton inside, can dominate the glass. Um, I really think that he'll have a big game as well with some of those guys being back, so there will be less doubles on him with two of those guys in the corner, like Bridges and Johnson, that can stretch the defense. So I think Ayton's in for a big night. Um, and I think Phoenix take care of, uh, takes care of business uh, tonight at home. Yeah, I, I like the spot here for the Phoenix Suns as well. And I think I mentioned this on the pod on Tuesday is that I need to see what the offense is going to look like for the Brooklyn Nets in this this time without Kevin Durant. Obviously, the last three games, they are dead last uh, in offensive rating. We're at the rating of 99. I don't think we've seen a, a rating of below 100 this season. I know Kyrie did miss that game against San Antonio. Um, but when you have two dynamic scores like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that are your more two consistent scores, and when you're missing one of those guys, it's really a crapshoot. Are you going to try to figure out who is going to be that next guy to step up um, as far as scoring and trying to find that scoring punch? And Kyrie Irving in those two games without Kevin Durant has struggled as well, right? And if you're expecting Mikhail Bridges to probably be matched up on Kyrie Irving here tonight, you're going to have to rely on guys like Seth Curry, uh, Joe Harris, uh, TJ Warren coming off the bench. I know he had a pretty good game against San Antonio to score points, but it just hasn't been enough right now. Like you mentioned, without you no know, Kevin Durant, they're zero and three against the spread and zero and three straight up. So again, I need to see it before um, I can back this Brooklyn Nets team. I like Phoenix here at home despite their struggles. Um, again, getting CP3 back here tonight. I know Cam Johnson is probably going to be on a limitation, but again, that's less guys that you have to really rely on um, that maybe should not be getting minutes, right? Just because of the, right. all yeah. the injuries that you have been dealing mm-hmm. with. So um, I'm really intrigued to see the, the matchup between Claxton and DeAndre Aiden here tonight, because Claxton has just been a monster blocking shots and, and being a defensive menace uh, for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. So I think that's one, one matchup I do want to watch here tonight, but I just feel like it's going to be an ugly game here, man. Yep. Um, I think my favorite play in this game is actually the under 221 and a half. I think that, you know, I believe all three of the games so far for the Brooklyn Nets without uh, Kevin Durant have gone under the total. Um, yep, they played five straight. It. Yeah, five so, straight unders. Yep. Yeah. Well, what do you have on the on the total? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think it's going to be an ugly game uh, with some of those guys being um, inserted back in the lineup. It's going they're going to be rusty. It's going to take it's going to take some time for them to get you know back in basketball shape and to be able to do some of the things that they were accustomed to doing before the injury. Um, Brooklyn is they're struggling. I mean, they're just struggling without uh without KD. So it, yeah. just haven't adjusted just just yet. Um, they probably won't be able to adjust uh as well because I mean he he means so much to them and I think some people underrate his 
his defensive ability, his ability to be able to to you know match up with some of those wing defenders because we all know it's a it's a wing league, and yeah. if you can't if you don't have a wing defender, then you know you're going to be uh, behind the eight ball. So uh, defensively, I think is where they're hurting uh, his rebound, and also they their bottom five and defensive and rebound and offensive rebound percentage. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where he shows up uh, more so, which we all know that, you know, his scoring ability and his ability to make defenses uh, cater towards him opens up other guys. And Kyrie's not he's not that guy to to be able to do that um, on his own. Yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be a lack of offense tonight. Um, I would look for, you know, first half or first half under and also a, a full game under with you. Yeah, again, Phoenix has also struggled on the defensive side of the basketball as well. Their last three games, they gave up 126 to Denver, 121 to Minnesota, 136 to Memphis. So again, both those three or all three of those teams are are I think a well above league average as far as offense goes. But now you have a Brooklyn team that's kind of compromised, like we talked about on the defense. Sorry, on the offensive side of the basketball. So I think that they should really climb down here on defense uh, here tonight. And I think this will be an ugly game. I think it'll come down to the wire. Something mm-hmm. like 103, 100, something in that span, uh, where one of these teams to get the victory here. But I, but I, again, I think we both like Phoenix here tonight yep. and the under in this game. Uh, player props in this game here, uh, Delonte, if anything. Well, man, LG kind of scared me off with Aiden. He's, he's saying uh, that Aiden uh, doesn't do well against the Knicks. But I just think, as far as from a rebounding perspective, that he'll be able to, to at least. You know, get some putbacks and stuff like that. Being that Brooklyn is so poor um, on the glass, uh, and with some of those guys back, it's going to open up some mid-range jumpers for him. Uh, he's able to not only just be on the block, but extend a, a little bit more, especially with the pick and roll with uh, with CP3. That's deadly with any big man. Uh, we've seen him make uh, big men millions of dollars off of uh, off of that pick and roll. So um, yeah. that's the only prop that I like, honestly, in this game. Um, Maybe a maybe a Mikael Bridges three is over, uh, mm. but that's about it. Something nothing strong. Yeah, I know the market has finally caught up to this, but uh, Claxton blocks. Uh, he's been getting like automatically three at minimum uh, for the uh, Brooklyn Nets over the course of the season. Um, you have to go so every single game in the month of January that he's played in, he's had at least three blocks. Last three games, he's gone. Uh, he's had blocks of at least four in each of those games. And then if you go all the way back to December 28th, that's well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight games where he's had three or more blocks. I'm currently seeing that number at two and a half around minus 145, but probably out of out of reach now with the market catching up to that number. So, um, you know, maybe look at rebounding props here for maybe Aiton mm-hmm. or uh, Claxton as well. I think, but I didn't really like any player props in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, uh, let's get over to the last game of the night. It's going to be the Philadelphia 76ers at the Blazers here tonight. Um, looking at the opening line for this game, the Sixers open up as a two and a half point favorite. That number is now at minus two for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Total opened up at 234. The number has been bet down a little bit to 233 and a half. Uh, 233 you also see on some shops. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, pretty clean for both teams. Uh, everybody is a go for the Philadelphia 76ers and for the Portland Trailblazers. Only player that is going to be out is Justice Winslow. Um, 
Portland, sorry, Philly coming off of the victory against the LA Clippers the other night. They got the victory there, 121-10. Another stellar performance from Joel Embiid. I believe he had, what, 41 points in that game, if I'm not yeah, mistaken? Yeah, 41-9, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 41-9 and nine in that game. He's had five straight games at least of at least 30 points, uh, has Joel Embiid. James Harden was a non-factor in that game. I don't know if he was at that strip club or what it was. <laughs> um, I don't know what the strip game or strip club game looks like in Portland, but maybe he should be a little bit more focused for this game. Yeah, it's, a, it's a definitely a lot. It's a definitely a lot colder in Portland. So uh, yeah, I, don't I know. need to ask my guy Greg about the the strip club scene over there in in Portland. Uh, yeah. He's from that area, but <laughs> um, let's start with the side here. Uh, Delonte minus two for the Philadelphia 76ers in Portland here tonight. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to be uh, like on the contrarian play the Blazers uh, plus the points. Um, they haven't been playing well as of late. Uh, Chauncey Billups in a couple of press conferences was saying that he thinks that he thinks that although they've been, you know, like losing some of these games that they're they're hitting a point where they're closer to being back to that regular season form. Uh, I mean, to that early season form or where they were um, early on in the season. Even with that, they are still outscoring their opponents by 0.4 points per 100 possessions in the last 16 games. Mm. So it's not like they're getting killed or they're not competing. They're just coming up short in some of these closer games. Um, they are 12 and 7 ATS at home. Um, now, Philly coming in, they're playing some of the best basketball yeah. um, in the NBA. Um, they're 16 and 4 straight up, 12 and 8 ATS the last 20. Uh, four and one straight up, two and three ATS the last five, um, shooting the ball well. This is the Philly team that I thought was going to – this is how I thought they would start off um, in, early in the season, which is why I had a future on them uh, to win their division and to uh, to win the East. Uh, now, matchup-wise, Embiid, if – I mean, Nurkic, is a, he has a foul problem. So once yeah. Nurkic is out of once – he, once he's out of the game, then Embiid should dominate. But if Nurkic is also able to, you know, to – stay in the game without fouling, then I think that he can, I mean, he's not going to slow and be down, obviously, but he's able to, you know, at least play straight up with him and, and not cause for a double team as much. So um, I think Portland can come out, hit a lot of threes. Uh, both teams are top 10 in effective field goal percentage and effective three point percentage. I think the, um, I don't agree with the under money. Um, I, I like the over in the game, but I know we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, I just think that, uh, Portland's going to come out, rally around those uh, home crowd. Um, they are 13 and 11 ATS at home. Um, so, yeah, man, I just I think that the Blazers are in a good spot. <sighs> I can't trust this Blazers team right now, man. <laughs> like defensively, they just have not been very good. Um, I know they got the two victories against Dallas, but Dallas in those two games were not very good defensively. But you take a look at what uh, they've given up over the last five games. Um, So they only gave up 109 to Orlando, but they still ended up losing that game to the Portland Trailblazers. Um, They got the two, uh, sorry, they gave up 119 to Cleveland. And then against Dallas, they gave up 119, 123, but they were able to outscore him in that game, 136 and 140. And then their last game against Denver, they still gave up 122. You have a Philly team that, like you mentioned, that is probably playing the best basketball right now, at least in the Eastern Conference. And over the last 10 games, um, they are up there as far as offensive rating, where they are number three. Defensively, they're at number 12. Um, And I think that, like you mentioned, the handicap really is, is that if Nurk is able to 
stay out of foul trouble, which I doubt he will be able to. That Joel Embiid is going to, again, just continue his domination like he has over the past several games. Um, Last two career matchups against this uh, Portland Trailblazers team, he's dropped 35 and 37. Mind you, that was back all the way in 2021. But um, he's just been on a tear right now for uh, for this Philadelphia 76ers team. James Harden, again, I think he should bounce back here tonight against the Blazers. He's familiar with this Western Conference opponent, being with the Rockets for so many years. Uh, he hasn't played this team since 2021 either, but his one game, which was against the Brooklyn, with the Brooklyn Nets against his Portland Trail Blazers team, he dropped 25 points and 17 assists in that game. He's had back-to-back games against the uh, Blazers where he's dropped 17 assists in both of that game. So, I'm, I think this is square side, but I got, I'm going to stay with Philly, man. I took them against the Clippers. A lot of people thought that, you know, the Clippers were going to show up in that game against this uh, Philly team. They weren't able to. Defensively, it's just what makes me nervous when what Portland has not been able to compete on the defensive side of the basketball. Mm-hmm. Now you have a well, well-oiled machine like the Sixers coming in that have guys that can knock down shots, that can dominate inside, and guys like, you know, Joel Embiid and James Harden can get to the basket at will as well. So, I'm going to stay with the uh, Sixers here. I'll take the minus two. Uh, total here at Delonte, 233 and a half. Let's call it that. I know you said you disagreed with the under money. So I'm, you're on the over here tonight? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, I just wanted to correct. So the um, the Portland is 12 and 7 ATS at home, not 13 and 11. I don't know why I wrote that down. But yeah, 12 and 7 ATS at home. Uh, yeah, over, um, I like it because I think. You know, Philly has been playing extremely efficient offense. And I mean, Portland's defense is. I have no idea how, but they're they're top ten in defensive rating. I have no idea how. You know what? I have no Portland? idea. How. Yeah, Portland is top ten on the in, season. Uh, yeah, on the season they are. Uh, let me make, let me make sure let me make sure that um that I'm reading this right. Um. I see them on the no, season. No, I'm sorry. 17th. 17th. I'm sorry. Yeah. 17th. Yeah. I don't even think they should be that high. I don't even think they should be that high. But, yeah, um, yeah I think that both teams are going to be able to score. Uh, Kobe in the chat mentioned about um, about Simons and Lillard, uh, you know, falling off a little bit. I think that they come back to, um, you know, come back to that early start and able to hit some threes, uh, which is, you know, the transition into my um, one of my favorite player props is Lillard and Simons over their threes made and Lillard over, I mean, um, Simons over 19 and a half um, yep. points. So, yeah, I like it over here. Uh, I think both teams are going to be able to score. Um, I think it'll be a lot of free throws, especially with, if Embiid is dominating inside without Nurkic uh, and Dame will be able to get to the rim. Uh, one thing they they do have to clean up is you know the turnovers for um, Portland. Philly does a great job of uh, converting on turnovers at fourth in turnover percentage defense, and uh, they'll get out and run if they uh, if they off those live ball turnovers. So that's something they got to cut down on if uh, Portland wants to uh, win this game. Yeah, Portland is as far as pace goes over the last ten games, number thirteen, and Philly's at number sixteen. So an offensive uh, offensive rating. Philly number three, like I mentioned, over the last ten games, and uh, Portland is at number twelve. So yeah, maybe we do expect to see some points here tonight between these two squads. Um, I like James Harden assist tonight. Uh, yep. I think he should bounce back. Uh, I think LG mentioned that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Something. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, over ten and a half assists here tonight. What about um, triple double? Like a triple double? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that he's hit a he's hit a couple in his last couple of games, except for the one against. I know he did against the Pistons. Mm-hmm. He's familiar with Portland, right? Just because of all yeah. of the years with the Rockets. I know the roster is different, but um, 
you know, he's familiar with the arena. He's, he's obviously with Dame still there. Um, I would sprinkle a little bit. I think it last saw it at plus seven fifty here. Let me double check here for yeah. I take a shot. I take a shot at that. Yeah, uh, but I do love his assist here tonight. Uh, let's see, triple double. Yeah, uh, eight to one. Yeah, I, I take uh, I take some peaks of money on that. Yeah, eight to one. Uh, all right, anything else for this game here, Delonte? Before we get into our lock and dog, uh, two player prop for Philly. I like PJ Tucker yeah. under five and a half um, rebounds. He's went okay. under in ten of the last twelve games. Uh, this includes four straight of him going under and like literally having like one or two rebounds. So it's going under by a decent margin. Yep. I think the the wings of Portland is an issue. I think that Tobias Harris can have a, a decent game. I didn't see his points prop up just yet. But uh, I see his threes made is uh, one and a half. I like that over. He's been over in four of the last five. And a lot of those are going to come from those James Harden assists, um, the pick and roll with Embiid and him being in a corner spot. In the, so I like uh, Tobias Harris uh, over threes made, P.J. Tucker under uh, five and a half rebounds. Yeah, Tobias Harris points are at 14 and a half at even yeah. money. Yep, I like that. I like that. All right. All right, let's close this episode out strong with our lock and dog for the Thursday schedule here. Delonte, why don't you lead us off, my man? What do you got for your lock and dog? Uh, for the lock, I'm going to go with uh, – hey, I'm trying to figure out if I want to go player prop or uh, side. Uh, let's go with the Phoenix Suns. Um, with the, uh, are, they still, are they still plus one? Plus I one see plus – I see plus one and a half uh, yeah. for Phoenix Suns. Uh, yeah, so we'll go we'll go plus we'll go plus one and a half uh, for the lock. Good spot for him. Some of those guys returning going to get a shot in the arm uh, with Cam and, and CP three back. I think it's a good spot for them. Brooklyn uh, reeling without KD. Uh, Kyrie coming back. I'm not sure how how rusty he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an abdominal abdominal strain, right? Uh, who are you asking about? I'm sorry. About Kyrie? Did he have an abdominal strain? It was a calf. Calf. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, not sure how healthy he'll be or if he'll be uh, at 100%. So I like uh, Phoenix um, plus one and a half as the lock. And for the dog, I'll just go back to Portland. Uh, we literally just discussed it. I think, it's, I think there's a good spot for them as well. Um, I think they'll come out and hit some threes, uh, be able to contend, and um, and slow Joel and be down just – just a little bit, just a little bit, maybe like thirty points and not forty. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, give me uh, Portland, uh, whatever they are, plus two. I don't know what the money line is. Uh, uh, let's see. Winbet has it at plus one fifteen. Yes, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. All so right, two, do- two dogs for lock and dog. There you go. All right, uh, for my lock, I am gonna go with. I'm gonna take the under in that game, the Nets and the Suns game. Um, like I mentioned, until I see. The offense figure it out without Kevin Durant, or even if they do figure it out, I don't know if they will until he's back. But it just hasn't been very pretty for them. I know Kyrie, like we talked about, missed the last game against the Spurs, but even with him, he's because he's struggled shooting the basketball. I think Phoenix, after the three, the past three games where they've just been uh, dreadful on the defense side of the basketball, being back at home, um, getting CP3 back, getting Cam Johnson back, I think that they should tighten up uh, the defensive screws. Uh, in this game. So I think 221 and a half is a bit of a stretch here. So I'm going to take the under in the Nets in the Suns game. For my dog, uh, man, out of an, hmm. not a lot of dogs that I like here yeah, tonight. Yeah, it's, it's slim. It's slim. Unless you want to take the Warriors. 
Yeah, I'm going to pivot to a, let's see here. Let's go all points. I'll, I'll pivot to a player prop as well for my dog. Um, let's see. Let's go over to the... Let's go with Steph Curry, 30-plus points, that plus 115. Oh, yeah. I like that. I think that, you know, yeah, I think what he had 32 or 34 in that matchup earlier uh, in the regular season. But again, he dominated as well yeah. in the mm-hmm. NBA finals as well against this team. So I think three point shots, like we talked about, will be flying here tonight. Um, Steph Curry, 30 plus points at plus 115. If you want to take that up to 35 plus, he's at plus 285. And then 40 plus that six uh, plus 650. So um, yeah, plus 115. I think that's some good value on a on a on a dog price there for Steph Curry. So uh, under 221 and a half in the Nets and Suns game as my lock. And then for my dog Steph Curry, 30 plus points here tonight at plus 115 against the Boston Celtics. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll be I'll be with you on the Steph, especially the threes. I'll be on his threes made for sure because that's yeah. plus money also, right? Four and a half. Four. Yeah, it was that plus 115 yeah. I mentioned. Yeah. 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 I like it. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this uh, edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast for this Thursday schedule. Do you want to say anything else we need to mention before we get out of here, bud? Uh, nah, that's it. Let's just stay hot and, and try to get some winners out. Yeah, hopefully some more winners here today on the Thursday schedule. Uh, Scott and Terrell will be back tomorrow for the Friday action. Uh, Make sure to follow uh, the NBA Gambling Podcast Twitter account at uh, SGPN NBA. If you haven't already, just uh, do us a favor. Hit that like button on the uh, stream here. Also subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. You'll know when we do go live uh on the uh on the uh on youtube every day when we uh discuss the games each and every day monday through thursday uh make sure to follow delante on twitter at xxlante l-o-n-t-e-x-x on twitter follow me on twitter at sports nerd 824 till then good luck with your picks here tonight let's break these books off and let it ride basketball give me give me give me the ball because i'm gonna